The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know, we need we need someone to develop a theme song for the beginning of the show, so we can get people pumped. Mm. There you go. <laughs> we need to have like little bells or something. <laughs> just it's pretty funny. You know, just look at it this way: you could be listening to some kind of music right now, but instead you're listening to Mark the Shark with Bite of Reality on America's Web Radio, the most eclectic mix of conservative shows. If you like the shows, let us know by sending some dough. Become a patriot. Become a patriot of America's Web Radio and keep shows like this going. Anyway, as you know, it is Friday. It could be any other day if this is a replay. But, you know, my favorite part of the show that I'd love to start out with. Rhyme time. And here we go. Here we go. Another week. It's time to roll your eyes with that tongue in cheek. Where is the government we elected? What we have in office in Washington needs to be corrected. Give me some money, they say. We have to change the way we do business today. So we send to Washington, and it happens each time. Most of them go straight ahead and commit the crimes. They don't care what we say. They don't care what we do. As long as in four or six years, they can come back to me and you. Look at what they have accomplished in just a little over a year. As America cries, and we the people shed a tear. They're trying to kill America. And they wanted to finish the plan before the midterm elections. I certainly can understand. They fear that America, the sleeping giant, they have awoke. And when there is fire, there is always smoke. The woke controlled the education almost across the entire, ne- the entire nation. We are beginning to take it back as the right remains under attack. This is truly a war for the American democracy. Don't listen to the lies of the left. Giving everything to someone else is never really free. If you take my money and give it away, that's not fair. That's not a fair share. It's just my money. You are making me pay. How that's called a fair share? Or did we change this definition too? I'm tired of this. I don't really care. How can you continue to tell me these lies? The fact that I no longer believe this government should really be no surprise. It can't be the truth when the claim reality doesn't exist. Again, I must, and I should, the truth be told, I must insist. If the things you are doing, Joe, are really so great, why do you have to threaten me? I won't take the bait. You're barely hanging on now. I really can't see. In 2024, the nominee, you certainly will not be. Try and get some solutions. For the problems that we face, stop buying votes to win the next election race. We are no longer fooled by the mumbles, the stumbles, the gaffes that you state. Another two years, America can't wait. Where and who are the 26% that think Joe's doing a great job? Maybe they are the ones on the January 6th, the lynch mob. It's really sad to know that our government has gone rogue. Perhaps Hunter Biden will even be on the next cover of Vogue. 
Now Reinhardt, the magistrate, he's not even a judge, is about to demonstrate his bias against President Trump and show he still has a grudge. It's a theatrical production. The world is watching now. Take a ride. At the center of this government lynching, Judge Reinhardt will help the DOJ hide. Indicting a former president who will probably run in 2024, this persecution of a candidate candidate against Joe is likely about January 6th at its core. I fail to see any of the writing on the wall. They claim to be a crime. But then again, this isn't an investigation. It's only rhyme time. Things are just not as they tell you, and there's no real surprise at all. The fact that their ideas are absent and their policies are hitting the reality wall. Some say I am always negative in a sea of positive results. My microscope can't see that small. We know it's not there. We're all adults. Lie to America, and we will eventually find out. When we hit the election booths in November, we must toss you out in a rout. I can't even imagine a worse time in our recent history. You're entitled to your own opinion, not your own facts. That's no mystery. Spin as the White House may, like a dryer out of control. You're not fooling anyone. Your Biden policies are making us sick. They are taking their toll. So, now erase $10,000 of debt from students, they demand and say. So what if we majored in knitting and diversity? I think others should pay. I signed on the dotted line, knew not what I did. Now I want you to know that I am only a kid. But when the time comes and the shoe's on the other foot, doesn't matter what I studied in college, doesn't have a career dollar output. Just think of it. I'm not kidding you now. Now Bill de Blasio, the worst mayor in America, will be teaching at Harvard. That course is going to blow. Now this president is so detached from what is is really going on, makes you want Trump back tomorrow. Yeah, the left by now thought he'd be gone. Things are now all about kitchen table issues, they claim, except the people who are making the rules eat out every night. They probably can't even find the kitchen. This talking point is completely a shame. When you lie about a lie, does that make it the truth? Maybe we thought that early on in our youth. Joe, he's so detached from reality. It's now the norm. You would think they would just know how to trot him out in front of the cameras, the calm before the storm. It's tough to run a country when your dementia is full-blown, and the only words you can speak are the teleprompter, if they are shown. 10,000, it's going to the elites. They don't tell you it's true, but that's because the media lies for the left. Washington's true colors are really askew. Now give it away, the money they throw. It's to help this country. Not really. It helps the ones to Harvard. They did go. But try as we may to get a good idea out of Washington today, I am no longer holding my breath. It doesn't help anyway. When will they solve problems, the ones we have now, not the ones they created? And they should really stop asking, how? Just do something to make things better. It can't be that hard. Just follow your words or stay in your basement or your backyard. I'm tired of the rhetoric. It's not making me believe. If you can't solve a problem in this country, don't practice to deceive. Remember, 
leader, get out of the way. If you can't ride a bike or go up the stairs, it's probably time to get away. Now California legislates gas cars be gone by 20 to 35. The way they can't keep the lights on now, oh, I'm sure that state will thrive. Just once, I'd like them to read the bill before they make it a law and make the rest of us ill. So here we are now at the end of rhyme time. Still no solutions, and still there's too much crime. So as we start the next part of the program, I hope you will seek. There's always hope that this rhyme time next week won't be so bleak. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Mark, uh, as you were going through rhyme time, I was thinking about the fact that uh, <clears throat> since you started the show, by the reality, it seems as though the material that you have available just keeps it expanding on and on and on and more and more and uh, I think you're going to address this or you did in rhyme time a bit that you know you and I talked about this uh, the other night and uh, the fact that people are getting paid back for school loans and the people that have already paid them off, what are they getting other than what the bird left on the limb? Well, no. They're getting the bill. They're getting the bill. Well, that's true. They, the they get to pay it again, right? I watched some stuff this week that really disturbed me. I mean, we are talking about government officials. And, and this is the Nancy Pelosi school of how to pass legislation. Just pass it. Don't worry about what's in it. We'll figure it out later on. The problem is they never figure it out later on. I watched these guys, Becerra, the education secretary, and Karine Jean-Pierre, mop top from the podium. I watched her, and all I saw was, well, we don't know how many people are going to take us up on this. We don't know the cost of the program. We're not sure what this is going to be. We have no idea where this is going. Well, can I ask somebody something? If you got in a car and started driving and just kept driving, not knowing where you were going, where were you going? What was your destination? When you get in that car, you want to know where you're going. You're going shopping. You're going to the supermarket. You're going to work. Where are you going? But yet, somehow or another, when the Democrats are in power, they just keep driving. Straight ahead doesn't matter. They have no idea where they're going. They have no idea where they've been. And quite frankly, it's not their money. So they don't really care. They just keep going. I think, so I what think do you, they do here? I think you just described Biden. He doesn't know where he's going. Well, it, it's, it's a, that's another story. Listen, I don't think for a second he's making any decisions except what ice cream flavor he likes. I think that, uh, you know, either Jill Biden, hate to think about it, but Susan Rice may be running the, the chipmunk patch over there in the White House. There, there's something going on there, but it's certainly not him. I can tell you that much. This guy doesn't know what day it is. I watched him give a speech the other day. You know, Fetterman could be his speechwriter. Okay, that's yeah. how bad he is. Oh, yeah. I, I watched him give a speech. Yeah, what, what do you have to be, lame, dame, and dumb to run for office now? 
it's it's just you know you either have to have a stroke, dementia, or have a lobotomy, and then you could be a candidate for the Democrats. And not far behind are the Republicans. No, nope. you know I, I I listened to again last week. You know, Mitch McConnell. He is, you know, if anybody should have torn down a statue, it should have been him. He should have gone. Not the statues in Washington. They should have taken down that statue because that is a monument to stupidity. That is, I got to tell you, he is allegedly the leader of the Republican Party. No wonder why the Democrats are so giddy. Yeah. This guy couldn't get his way out of a flannel bag. Forget the paper bag. A flannel bag. This guy the other day says, the reason that we're not going to wallop the Democrats is because our candidates, and basically what he really said in plain English is, our candidates suck. This is the leader of the party, the Republican Party. I mean, way to gin up your base, guys. Way to go. Why don't you, you know... I had talked about earlier, and I don't know if you remember, but I talked about the fact, yes, the Republicans are going to trash. It was like three, four months ago. They're going to trash and rout the Democrats. And I told you at that time, I said, don't underestimate the ability of the Republicans to shoot themselves in the head. Oh, that's, you know, and I, I think I mentioned this to you the other day, what my mama used to say, never trust a person that doesn't have a chin. And it's just, Mitch McConnell doesn't have a chin. Chin, brain, there's a couple of missing pieces. But yet yeah. somehow he's still in head of the party. I mean, they talk about the Republican Party, Mitch McConnell. As a leader, if your team sucks, do you go out on the field and go straight to the other team and go, yeah, you know what, our team really sucks. Yeah, and uh, if you want to really score on us. Yeah, you know, yeah, our left winger can't shoot, so just go that way. You know, yeah. our goalie can't see in his left eye, so shoot eye on the left side. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, I can't believe that, that these words come out of his mouth. You know, my, my mother and father used to tell me, make sure, even my aunt had it on her fridge, make sure brain is in gear before mouth is engaged. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. There's, there's a certain principle, think before you speak, or as in Mitch's case, it is better to be thought the village idiot than to speak and remove all doubt. <laughs> well, congratulations. Maybe we should have a an award each each week for the show. We should call it the Village Idiot Award. I just came up with that. That's not bad. That's not bad. This week, do you remember I, the you remember the uh, fickle finger of fate? Yes, that's right. This week, this is the Village Idiot Award, and this week, the Village Idiot Award goes to. Mitch McConnell, Speaker of the House for the Republicans, the minority, soon to be the minority. You know, like we said, if your team doesn't exactly have it all, don't tell the other team. Because the fans are going to sit there and go, oh, we're going to lose. You, you just, yeah, you know, I don't know what makes these people think. Why go vote? We're going to lose anyway. Yeah, I just don't understand. It's like... You know, give it an example of stupidity in politics lately. How much money did the Democrats put into the Republican primaries? This is, this is, I'll tell you, never underestimate, again, never, warning, never underestimate. You know, like Fox News has, you know, you know, news alert, bing. Well, no, we have never underestimate the lowness that the Democrats will go to to win an election. 
And what do I mean by that? How do they justify putting hundreds of millions of dollars into various primaries to get various candidates of the Republicans elected? Don't you love it? It's a great, I'll tell you, it's a winning strategy if if you're Democrats. But this is the height of hypocrisy and brilliance at the same time. You can't stand what they stand for on the other side, on the right, allegedly, yet you're funneling money to their campaigns. Why? Because you're afraid on the playing field of ideas you'll get your butt kicked? Well, that's what it's all about. You see, this democracy, this democratic republic only works if there's fairness and equity, not mediocrity and diversity. Fairness and equity. So I'm going to finish this up, and I'm going to come right back after these messages. Don't go away. Stand by. On August 8th, 2022, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the FBI performed a most egregious search of a former president's home. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched, and the persons or things to be seized. The Fourth Amendment originally enforced the notion that each man's home is his castle, secure from unreasonable searches and seizures of property by the government. We must take a stand, and take back our country, If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Stacey Abrams says yes to defund the police as crime is on the rise in Georgia. This November, say no to Stacey Abrams and cast your vote for Brian Kemp. And we're back with Bite of Reality. And you're listening to Mark the Shark. So right before the break, we were talking about the irresponsible nation. So... This week, I was very interested, as you know, some of you listen, some of you don't, all seven of you. We have two daughters of mine that me and my wife have put through college. And not to, not to brag at all, but my daughters will graduate. And one of them already did, and one is graduating at the end of this year, assuming that we're still here and China doesn't invade us. She will be graduating, and I'm proud to say, zero debt. And why is that? Because I did everything in my power to take every dollar I had and every dollar that we had as a family and put it towards their education. Because quite frankly, I remember back in the Stone Age when I went to college and then law school, I had student loans to pay off. And I paid them off. I paid my student loans. And why was that? Because you know what? My father, my mother... And my family believed that when you get into an obligation, that you you assume that obligation willfully, wantonly, and knowingly, and you don't try to wangle out of your obligation. Why is that? 
because that is what's called responsibility. I was always responsible for what I did. Whether I messed up, whether I owned it, I always owned what I made in mistakes, and I always owned my successes. So what are we doing right now? We are breeding an irresponsible nation. No accountability, and you've heard me talk about it on the show many, many times before. This is a government of non-accountability. This is a nation now of non-accountability. If you went to college and you took a degree in flower arrangement and mediocrity studies, okay, that's great. If you have a trust fund, be my guest. Study anything you want. Study French literature. Study, hey, I don't know, space and exploration in dreams. If that's your major, hey, go be there. Enjoy it. But the fact you're going to make twenty-five or $30,000 a year as a career, enjoy that also. I'm sure it's less stress. But then what I did, I'm driving around a 14-year-old car with 150,000 miles on it, more than 150,000. I haven't fixed up stuff. I haven't gone on fancy vacations. I haven't done any of that. And you know why? Because I was putting two daughters through college. Now, why am I being punished? They keep saying, well, I heard Elizabeth Warren's interview. And I got to tell you, I'm not a man of violence. But if I was standing in front of her right then and there, I would have spit in her face. That she would turn around when that guy said, wait a second, my friend down the block took out all these loans and went on vacations, bought a new car, had lots of funds, fixed up his house. And I scrimped, saved. I'm still riding my junker and my beater. And I didn't go on any vacations. What am I getting out of this? And she said, he said, am I getting back my ten grand?" And you know what her answer was, which really angered me? Is she turns around and goes, of course not. As if he was asking for a favor because he did the right thing and was responsible. When you're an idiot and you're irresponsible, don't tell me that I should pick up the pieces. This, it's not only this, though. It's, it permeates into everything. And I'm going to cross over kind of topics now. Because it just is a good lead-in. The accountability, lack of accountability, I should say, and the diversity, yeah, I'm going to use that word, of stupidity is incredible. And what do I mean by that? So you know what? I'm going to go to college. I'm going to study something that no one cares about and no one's going to employ me for, and I'm going to have you pay for it. That's called OPM, other people's money. It's a beautiful thing. But I'm not accountable for my stupidity. And how does that cross into something else? Well, let's look. Well, let's look at the crime. How about crime? That's right. We have a crime problem. Yeah, some of us have a crime problem, right? You know about that, right? The little crime issues that we have. You know, a little bit. Well, let me give you, you know, we should talk about some of the crime statistics. How about that? You know, we don't want to do that because I don't want to scare anyone at the time. But trust me. Crime is up in every major democratic city. It's through the roof. But that's okay, right? Because we don't care. We don't really care. Here, New York. Murder in 2022, 253. Rape, 947. Robberies, only 9,893. Felony assaults. Hey, it's only 15,000. Burglaries, only 8,000. Grand larceny, auto. Ooh, that's a biggie, 29,000. Total of 71,000 serious crime stats as of July. Okay? And why is that important? Because 
up 10.8, up 39.4, up 19.4, up 32%, up 48%. That's the auto robberies. And total crime is up 36.8% in New York City. And why do I use New York City? Because that is the template. That is the template for stupidity. That's no accountability. Zero bail. Get arrested. Go beat someone to death. Get out in two hours. Go knock somebody out. Put them in the hospital in a coma. You're out in two hours. That happened the other day in New York City. Guy standing on a street corner. Bam! Gets knocked out. Crushed his skull. Brain bleed. He's in the hospital. The guy's out in two hours. What the hell? Right? It's not attempted murder when you try to kill someone anymore. We've redefined that term. You know, but now we talk about lack of accountability. It's everywhere in this government. It's everywhere. And, you know, I, I didn't want to get to this till later, but it crosses over now real fine, so I'm just going to go right into it. Today, August 26th, 2021, how many of you raise your hand? I'll know you're there. I see one hand up. I see two hands up. You know what today was, right? No. Why? Because the media is not talking about it. Today is the anniversary of the surrender of America in Kabul. More like the escape from Kabul. And let me just tell you, do you remember what happened? Oh, that's right. 13 servicemen and women killed at the hands of Joe Biden's incompetent military directors. At the incompetency of the Pentagon. At the incompetency of Austin, of Millie. Oh, they're still in office. They're still running the place. Well, you know what? Let me read some names for you. That people who aren't running anything anymore because they got killed because of incompetency. Incompetency at the top. Marine Corporal Lance David Espinosa. Marine Corporal Sergeant Nicole G. Marine Corporal so Staff Sergeant Darren Taylor Hoover. Army Staff Sergeant Ryan Naus, or Knaus. Marine Corps Corporal Hunter Lopez. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Riley McCullum. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Dylan Marola. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Kareem Nakiu. Marine Corporal Dagan William Tyler Page. Marine Corporal Sergeant Johanny Rosario. Marine Corporal Humberto Sanchez. Marine Corporal Lance Corporal Jared Schmidt. Navy Hospital Corpsman Max Soviak. You know what? They were all in their 20s. And they were all fired. They were all fired from the planet. By Joe Biden... General Milley, and Secretary Austin. But yet there are no accountability, no investigation whatsoever. Nobody's ever been held responsible. And they had the goal to come out, General Milley, and say it was a logistical success. It was a strategic failure. It was a disaster. It was an embarrassment all over the world. And yet... Nobody was held accountable. So why are we doing this? Why does our government, why does the people in government, are they not accountable? When you're in private industry, if you do something like an idiot and you can't perform your job, you get fired. You get fired for being an idiot. Why is in government do we promote people? It's amazing, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Look at the guy who was in the Washington Bureau. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. He was the FBI. Oh, I'll get to the FBI in a little bit. I won't get into that now. But what I'm saying is this is the fact that during the last pandemic, 
because I'm sure there'll be another one. Of course there's. I'm going to get some wet market spray. I saw something very funny the other night, the wet market spray to keep your away, keep away bats. But I'm, I'm running all over the place here because I'm so angry at this. This is just so angering to me that we're sitting here a year later and not one person in our government has been held accountable for 13 dead. If you went out and shot 13 people and killed them, would you not be held accountable? In the military, we don't hold people accountable anymore. That's the problem. You know, uh, if I can break in here right quick, we don't hold them, and I would recommend everyone listening to the doctor's lounge from yesterday and Dr. Hal Shears, we don't hold our hospitals and our doctors accountable like we used to. And this is, I told Hal yesterday after your show, I said, you know, you've been doing the show now for 10 years or better, and you've never scared me. Yesterday, he scared me. And, you know, I suggest everyone listen to that show, uh, Doctor's Lounge. And we're going to take our break right now. So we'll be back with Mark and continuing his accountability momentarily. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. Stacey Abrams wants to be our next governor, but listen to what she had to say about Georgia. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. Abrams will destroy Georgia with her socialist policies. Vote for Brian Kemp. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon and welcome back to America's Web Radio with Bite of Reality and Mark the Shark. So right before the break, we were discussing accountability. And what exactly is accountability? Well, it's when you're held responsible for what you do. But we don't do that anymore. And that's part of the problem with the society. That's that's a societal issue. You know, they keep talking about these right-wing MAGA loving or ultra. Oh, now we're ultra MAGA. It's one third less the calories than regular MAGA. Ultra MAGA. You should buy it at your local grocery store. Just a commercial from one of our sponsors. Ultra MAGA. But I listen to some of these things and I just, I got to sit back. You know, I don't have a Mercedes Benz in my driveway. I don't have a BMW in my driveway. You know, this comes from the, the same process that we've seen over and over again during the 18 months of this guy, Biden, and his administration. It's the principles of avoidance, unaccountable, and just straight-ahead stupid. I don't know how else to put it. I know people tell me I use that word stupid a lot. It's because it's air. You can't use other words, the seven deadly words. You can't use them. So we spent the entire time of Joe Biden's administration so far 
redefining reality. We've redefined the word recession. We've redefined inflation. We've redefined the reality we live in. We've certainly redefined the police force. We've redefined our economic benefits. And we've redefined everything. Reality has lost touch with reality. Think about that. Reality has lost touch with reality. Is there like a ninth dimension that they're living in where they believe that the government has a job? That it creates, it makes money, it works for a living. You know, I, I keep hearing like, you know, you had a Jennifer Granholm. I don't have a magic wand to lower gas prices. No, you idiot. You have billions and billions and billions of barrels of oil underneath our ground that we could use. And you know, the argument was made, well, if we use up all of our oil, we won't have any in a hundred years or two hundred years. Well, let me guess, you're pushing towards this green energy. And you want to get green energy, that's great. It ain't going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Maybe in 50 years, we may be there. That's if Chinese doesn't continue to eat our lunch. And now they're buying up our farmland to eat more of our lunches. But I digress. we we got to get back to reality. President Biden, where's my fair share? Where's my fair share? I went to college. I paid for both my daughters. Where's my fair share? Of that we don't want to know about. That we don't want to talk about. Because that doesn't fit the freaking narrative. Wouldn't you know, I scrimped and saved. What an idiot I am. Okay? I got nothing. But I have two phenomenal kids that went through college without debt. Because why? Because that's responsibility. That's accountability. That's something we don't do anymore. My father worked three jobs almost his entire life to give me everything that I needed. We weren't rich, but we didn't want for anything. But I never saw my father. He was always working. He was always working. So you know what? Where was his fair share? And where was the family's fair share when we didn't have him around because he was working his butt off because he had kids? That's what it's about. That's where you make your mistake, America. You want to listen to this progressive garbage? Give it to me because I deserve it? My grandmother had a great statement, and I've said it lots of times before on the show. The world owes you nothing. Get that out of your head. When you grow up, you earn what you got. You gotta get it yourself. If, if you guys wanna really get into a, and I'm not one for books, I'm a lawyer, I read tons and tons of stuff all day long. But I can tell you, I recently read a book called Just Tyrus, I think that was the title. And for those of you who don't know Tyrus, Tyrus is a self-made star. He's a um, NWE wrestler who became a talk show host on Fox News. He became guest show on The Five. Um, he's he's a regular on Gutfeld. But you have to understand his story is amazing. His story is an amazing story because, first of all, he's a huge individual that picked himself up by his own bootstraps and made himself Despite every adversity that this planet could throw in his way, he just kept going. Because he took responsibility for what he did. And he uses the term, I owned it. He became a football player. He got to where he was by his own abilities. He didn't say to someone, hey, give me something. I'm owed it. 
And if you don't know, he's also, and I'll be politically correct, he's an African-American. Although I can tell you, he is the American, as far as I'm concerned. And and some of what I was going to, you know, I'll pick it up now, because what we've done in this country currently, we're bringing back racism. We're bringing back an anger. The great plan, make each other angry enough to not pay attention to what is going on in the country. That's what it's about. That's what's going on right now. Why is racism all of a sudden a main front and center? Why is it the biggest thing on the world? It just doesn't understand. I don't understand. Why has racism become the factor? When I look at somebody, when I have friends, I don't see, well, wait a second, what color are you? What school did you go to? Are you a liberal? Are you a Republican? Are you a progressive? Are you an independent? You know what? Whatever happened to judge a man by his character? We forgot about that. Remember about that? Remember that guy, that famous guy who said, judge a man by his character, not the color of his skin? But we didn't do that. We now want to do that. We destroyed, we have destroyed what we gained. All these years, 50 years since America was racist. And now we're bringing it back. But the racism is in the other direction. What do I mean by that? You now can lean on your race, and that becomes your crutch. But here's what's happening. If you tell people that they're oppressed and there's an oppressor, you are creating internal and external anger in each person. And in my humble opinion, if you look at someone through their ethnic background and judge them by the color of the skin, you are a racist. You're a racist. You're the person who is creating racism. They have the theory of good intentions, but this is an unintended consequence. And I'm telling you now, we better knock it off. Okay? This thing about racism is gone. It was gone. It was purged from this country, like polio, which is now making a comeback too, unfortunately. But we have to understand as a country... Get back to what we did. We fought in the same direction. We fought for the same thing. You know, that flag, and I'll go back to the flag because it's the one-year anniversary of the Afghanistan escape. That flag should mean everything to everybody. That flag is what this country stands for. And if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that's what's going on. You know, the liberals took over our educational system. They really did. They took over the educational system and they went haywire. And they did it very quietly. Kudos to them. Because honestly, people like me, who are relative conservative, I'm, I'd say middle of the road on social issues, but as far as financing and other stuff, I'm a conservative. But what did they do? They took my conservative children and turned them into progressive liberals, where they believe that they are entitled to everything. The government is the answer. Well... I think Ronald Reagan said, if I'm not mistaken, if government is the answer, then the question is stupid. And I stand by that. I really do. Because government is not there to bail you out. It is not there to do the cradle-to-grave thing. That started with Obama. And here's another tidbit for everybody. You know, as we come back to this one-year anniversary of the surrender in Kabul, under Donald Trump... 
How many countries were invaded? Did Russia invade Ukraine under Trump? No, no, no. Did China take over Hong Kong under Trump? No. How about North Korea? No. Was China firing missiles over Japan? No. Was it surrounding Taiwan? No. You know what would have happened? Just think about this. If China would have said to Trump, don't you dare go to Taiwan. I'm pretty sure I know what Trump would have said. I can't say it on the air, but I'm pretty sure my boy Donald would have told him off. You know, the problem is is that you have bad actors in this world. You have tough guys in this world. And they don't understand that the guys like John Kerry, Mr. Climate Control, you know, don't talk to me about climate control and water conservation when you use 100,000 gallons of water at your little premises, one of your 15 different homes, and as you fly around on your private jet and produce more carbon footprint than some small countries in this world. Don't talk to me about conserving the climate. I'll tell you what's going to conserve the climate when we get rid of idiots like you. So the rest of us can produce something. We can make the proper green energy Materials, And by the way, guess where you're going to be buying all those green energy materials? And guess where they're all going to be assembled? Does anyone know how to say that word, China? Or as Trump used to say, China. The bottom line is this. We have to really, we started on the Trump, bringing back manufacturing. We started bringing back the guts of what America. We were an industrialized nation for a reason. We were an industrialized nation. We were the biggest and best in the world because we could be, because we were self-reliant, self-sufficient. Now, here's another plan. If we're producing a ton of oil and gas, hey, we could help out Europe. That's right. When they're running rolling blackouts and only have heat Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in their houses in the midst of winter, guess what? We could have sent them some natural gas. We could have sent them some oil. But no, no, no. We're more interested in getting our batteries and our solar panels from China. So I I just think it's out of control again. You know, we really, we have to, as as an entire country, and it's not red sneakers and blue sneakers, as someone I know would say. (laughs) Blue sneakers being Democrats, red sneakers being Republicans. It's not that. They're both lame when it comes to getting things done. This country was, the basis of a democratic republic is people have to be rational and meet in the middle. When you have irrational actors on both sides, as you see, nothing gets done. So Biden has to give away ten or $20,000, which is most likely, i got to tell you, illegal. It's unconstitutional. It violates the Separation of Powers Act. Power of the purse lies solely with Congress. Congress wants to do something. Here's another word. Let me let me tell you another word. Here's another word. Bull spit. Let me give Nancy Pelosi bull spit word of the week. You know, Nancy said, when we get in power, we're going to codify Roe v. Wade. I'm sorry. Who's currently in power? Democrats or Republicans? I'm thinking the Democrats. So we have a Democratic House of Congress, Democratic House in the Senate, and a Democrat, well, he's in the White House, but technically he is there. So we'll give Biden that win on the Democratic side for the White House. They have all three chambers. Why aren't they codifying Roe v. Wade if that's their top doc? 
if that's their top number one issue of the world. It's heroic. It's an emergency. Well, guess what? <laughs> we'll wait till after the midterms because this is such an emergency. This almost sounds like the argument that the FBI made when they met into Mar that when they went into Mar-a-Lago. It's an emergency. We have to do it right now. And then they waited three days. Judge Reinhardt, he can't stand Trump to begin with, so don't even get me started on that. But in our next block, what I'm going to be talking about is I'm going to talk to you about the FBI destroys all hope of it not being a military arm, an enforcement arm of the Democratic National Party. So I think that's going to be really interesting right after this. It's going to be very interesting. Stand by. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Stacey Abrams wants to be our next governor, but listen to what she had to say about Georgia. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. Abrams will destroy Georgia with her socialist policies. Vote for Brian Kemp. On August 8th. 2022, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the FBI performed a most egregious search of a former president's home. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched, and the persons or things to be seized. The Fourth Amendment originally enforced the notion that each man's home is his castle, secure from unreasonable searches and seizures of property by the government. We must take a stand, and take back our country. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes, by voting locally for conservative Republicans. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So let me ask you, Dave. Let me ask you a question. What do you think? Well, you know, I think that um, we've been lied to so much that we're beginning to buy the lies without thinking about them, you know. And one of them that I like to bring up, and I'm <laughs> rather amazed that more hasn't been said or done or investigated on this. And that's our the cost of gasoline at the pump and why we're having to import gasoline, why we're having to import oil, when just like you said, we have billions of barrels of oil available right under our feet. And I brought out many, many times on various shows that we do the fact that it's not in fact I well one of one of my 
companies that uh, I I get uh, royalties from, I just got a check from them that's probably the smallest check I've gotten in years from this company. And I had called them earlier and asked them what's going on as the checks kept going down and down and down. And we never hear about this on the main media. The only place that I know that we hear about it is on America's Web Radio and why people are not beginning to raise hell about this across the country and why with a... We have tons of oil and our producing companies, our oil companies, can more than or more than ready to produce it. We'll get it out of the ground. There's no question about that. The problem is, and why people won't, just as you were saying earlier, Mark, accountability. The accountability falls right at the front steps of the White House. And that is, Joe Biden, one of the first things he did was cut off the oil, the pipelines, and uh, he cut them off just almost immediately. And... uh that's where our problem is to has been and is today. And, uh, you know, we've got to open up the pipelines. And with that being said, I'm going to yell for Brett and see if uh, Brett comes in and figures out why we've lost uh, Mark the Shark. So, Mark, are you there? Yeah, I I don't know what happened to Mark, uh, but he 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 has been talking about, and it's a very good fact that responsibility and our White House won't take responsibility for anything. And uh, as soon as we get Mark back on the line, and we will. Uh, we'll talk more about responsibility and the fact that to be a leader, you have to take responsibility. And this administration has dodged responsibility on everything. And it uh, looks like Mark's back on. Mark, I'm you back. there? You're back. Okay. We just don't I'm have, back. We don't the have Biden your... administration found us again. Yeah, evidently. Uh, you know, I was just going forward with what you had said about the administration and everything else, is that they will not take responsibility for the oil crisis, which Biden did in his first few days of cutting the oil lines, closing the lines from the pump to the refineries, and uh, they won't take responsibility for anything. No, it, it's not It's not that they don't take responsibility, it's that they don't believe I think, honestly, in their hearts, they don't believe that they're responsible. <laughs> it's They don't see it as, well, gee, we're not taking responsibility. They just don't see it. It's, mm. you know, it, it, they say art is subjective. Reality is not subjective. Let me just tell them. Reality is not subjective. When you have a subjective reality, we call that insanity. <laughs> that's when we put you in a little rubber room so you can't hurt you or anyone else. And that's where we wind up. 
this this country is in the rubber room or would need to be in the rubber room. You know, so right before I got knocked off the air, I was going to talk about the FBI. <laughs> Isn't hmm. that interesting? Yeah. That's kind of coinkydink. And you said we didn't have an audience. I'm telling you, we at least got a couple of agents listening. <laughs> but I, I want to I wanna just get to Meritless Garland, where he had his little press conference a couple of weeks ago. And he basically pointed out, how dare you challenge the FBI? We are a noble agency. Well, I'm... I am all about noble law enforcement, and I love law enforcement, and I represent some law enforcement, and I am proud to be associated with law enforcement. But here's the probability, here's the problem, the probability of bad agents from the people who handled the Russia, Russia, Russia are handling the Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago. I can't remember, and I've studied and I've looked and I've tried to find another kind of case where a possible candidate for the next election and a prior president has been investigated so much in this country by the opposite party. You got to go to Venezuela to find that. You got to go to China. You got to go to Russia. You got to go to Cuba to see the attacks on your political opponents. And I can tell you from my experience, when you get somebody in a position and you keep attacking them, there's some point they're going to get worn down. And that's what they're trying to do. From January 6th to Mar-a-Lago, listen, you you talk about it in the the advertising that we have, the Fourth Amendment, okay? Unreasonable search and seizure. You can't just walk into somebody's home because you think something happened. You have to have that omnibus kind of ethereal factor called probable cause and it, it must be able to be articulated an articulated probable cause you know you might as well say that's star gas because it could be anything at any time that a judge or a magistrate in this case which is a lot less than an article three federal judge that's kind of like the grunts in the military as i told last week but they guess they're never wrong they never are wrong. They can't be wrong because it's their own reality. They are the, the ultimate gods of their own reality. You know, and here's the other problem. If they had gone after Hillary, if they had gone after Hunter, if they had done all these things, and now, and I, again, it's not verified. But I, actually, I saw the interview. Joe Rogan did an interview with Mark Zuckerberg. And Mark Zuckerberg actually came out and said, the FBI came to him and basically tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, that Hunter laptop is Russian disinformation. Wink, wink. Get rid of it. Okay? Suppress it. You understand what I'm saying? And when the FBI comes knocking on your door, you, whether you understand them or not, you acknowledge and say, yes, 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 agent. Yes, I got you. So Mark Zuckerberg under the guise of the FBI, says, censor your speech. So let me bring this to the, the real full point. 14th Amendment, Section 1. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the states wherein they reside. 
No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. So, what does that mean? Show me where they went after other violators of this alleged law. Nowhere. Because it never happened. So where is that equal protection? Hillary Clinton actually had a server with classified documents on it. Secret documents. And nothing happened. She had... She had 30,000 laptops that were actually under subpoena to be turned over that she destroyed. She destroyed Blackberries that were government property. She destroyed hard drives that now became government property. And nothing was done. So tell me where that principle of equal protection under the law begins and ends. Because it doesn't happen. Because they're chasing Donald Trump. They are chasing him. We are done. We are done, right? How come we keep chasing him? Because he's a threat to their their progressive idiocracy. Because when you do mediocrity and diversity, and you hire someone based on their ethnic background or what school they went to in terms of their, you know, is, is it a... African or traditionally black African school, if you hire people based on their ethnics, that's racism. So, in closing, let me wrap it up for you. We're a country of laws and a country most concerned with the quality of treatment under the law, not based on any other quality of a person, be it skin color, ethnic background, political affiliation or party, or any other factor. We take back the identity of America. That's eroded. We must take it back. The radical left is dangerous. Get rid of it. Put it to bed. And that brings us to the close this week on America's Web Radio with Bite of Reality, Mark the Shark. And thanks for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.